Uh, you know, my, my next guest has been a, a lightning rod uh, in the censorship movement, to say the least. Um, criticizing COVID-19 lockdowns and the vaccine because of the damage it did to the greater society, which is undeniable. You know, the damage it's done to mental health and young people and, and, and old folks and, you know, retirement home, all of it, right? And she has a new book, The Body of Others, that warns that the whole COVID-19 pandemic has taken us to a place that is even more dangerous. Dr. Naomi Wolf here with me. Doctor, good to have you. Thanks so much. It's good to speak with you. Uh, greatly appreciate it. You, you are one of the, the faces of censorship uh, on places like Twitter where you were shut down in silence because you had views that were not conforming. Uh, now, they say you violated this rule or that rule, but but you're, you're not a conformist. You ask questions, and how dare you ask questions and challenge people? Um, and you're saying the same thing now in the new book, The Bodies of Others, are you not? Uh, well, I would respectfully put it a little bit differently. Um, I was suspended from Twitter and YouTube and uh, Facebook for doing what I've done for 35 years, which is straight-up old-fashioned reporting with primary sources. So the reason I was suspended from Twitter, even though they seemed to run a kind of smear campaign against me when I was um, kicked off last summer, is that I'd simply uploaded um, Dr. Ralph Barrick's uh, CD, uh, which showed that, in fact, the NIH had funded gain-of-function research to the tune of millions of dollars. So that's just, you know, public information reporting um and i had not engaged in misinformation so but i mean even assuming that there is such a category you know one of the things this book is reminding us is that we live in the united states of america with a first amendment and uh it's up to the people to assess information it's up to people to engage in open debate and um and, and there is a dangerous situation that I've outlined in this book in which the lockdown drove us all indoors against our freedom of assembly, against our Constitution, crushed millions of businesses, but also drove us onto social media platforms in order to even talk to each other, sure. which creates an environment in which we can be surveilled and censored. Yeah, well, uh, surveilled, censored, uh, followed. We now know that the CDC followed our cell phones, uh, mass data collection. We know that you've got this new disinformation board. You've got uh, all of these uh, things going on to basically control the narrative. And if you don't conform, then and you're right. You've done what you've always done, which is raise questions, pose different uh, options, ideas, and challenge the the you know the the mainstream, if you will. And there's nothing wrong with that. I do the same thing here every day. Uh, I think I think the freedom of speech is the most critical foundational principle of America. And, and the point you make here in the book is we're living in a world where the, not only are they undermining our our institutions, but they're forcing us behind a paywall, basically, uh, so that fellowship, yeah. joy, endeavor, culture, songs, advancement, surprise, flirtation, celebrations, all of these things that are human emotions right. are, are being run through a algorithm to decide whether or not you're allowed to experience that. That's kind of what it comes down to, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's a good summary of the argument I'm making in the bodies of others. I, I'm now CEO of a tech company, so I really understand the drivers behind this war, what I call a war on the human, a war on the West, a war on America, a war especially against our children. And absolutely, the lockdowns, which I show were 
kind of orchestrated with bad data, you know, bad science, um, unverifiable data sets. Uh, you know, not that there wasn't a real bad respiratory disease. Obviously, there was. But, you know, like the global war on terror, it was hyped and manipulated with um, bad information. Uh, you just mentioned the CDC. They inflated death statistics by 26 percent. They're targets of a federal grand jury investigation for mis- willful misconduct in the misuse of data. And that that data was where we got so much of the drivers of this lockdown, this, this pandemic, um, but that the lockdowns using this bad data uh, and, and then the vaccine mandates, which were global, right, rolled out globally, did indeed do something that tech CEOs really instinctively want to do, which has created a paywall, you know, blocking out, free, you know, free assembly, restaurants, worship, uh, you know, and, and, nice and that's, part the, uh, that, that's part of the... That's part of the apoplectic reaction to Elon Musk dropping $44 billion on the table saying, I'll buy that. Elon Musk, uh, I don't agree with him on a, on, a, on a host of things, but I agree with him in this place. I agree with him on free speech. I agree with him on defending free speech as being the most foundational and most important thing. We need more ideas, more discussion, not less. This whole idea, you know, it's the scientific community. Is a, it's a, They all agree, 97% agree that global climate change, whatever it is, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, 97% of scientists don't agree on anything, including that. And that's just one easy example. That is an easy example. And if you look at the history of of science or medicine, you know, people used to not understand that, um, you know, unwashed hands caused purple fever in women giving birth or that, you know, typhus was spread through contaminated water. I mean, people used to burn witches. That was the scientific consensus. So, uh, sorry. So. Yes, um, it, it's pretty criminal that the tech companies, and it's really interesting that they've done this, and I follow the money in the bodies of others. Like, why is big tech so aligned with this medical narrative, right, in which there's only one set of beliefs, only one set of outcomes, and I show why they are, because they're basically in alignment with pharma, the World Economic Forum, and the Chinese Communist Party to create a kind of post-humane world in which um, – through narratives of health, public health boards, uh, narratives of pandemic, all of our, you know, movements are tracked. You know, the majority, there's a massive transfer of wealth uh, from the middle class, from small businesses, from Main Street businesses to digital businesses like Amazon. And um, and, and so to, to achieve that, you have to crush other scientists, other doctors asking questions. One of the things that's so infuriating is that I was, one of the reasons I was attacked on Twitter a year ago is I started to report on women reporting menstrual dysregulation after they've been vaccinated. And I'm a, you know, I've written eight bestsellers, uh, some of them about women's health and reproduction and sexuality and pregnancy. This is my job. And uh, I was attacked, attacked, attacked. Well, sure enough, a year later, the New York Times, CDC, um, NIH are running studies showing that women are having on an average of a day a month uh, additional... Well, I think you've identified two things here. Uh, You've identified two different examples here of the same thing. Dr. Naomi Wolf here with me on the Steve Gruber Show. Uh, And I want to discuss this in in greater detail uh, after the break. And and that is the abuse of the data, right? Because we didn't have Mm -hmm. any standards when it came to Mm -hmm. um, how we 
measured who died or who became sick from state to state. There were no standards, no federal standards. Right. And the same thing with, with vaccine injuries and so forth. The standards, if they were there, were not followed. They were violated. And we'll talk more about that in just a moment. The brand new book is The Bodies of Others, about how we came to the harrowing civilizational crossroads at which we find ourselves today. The Communist Party, the Socialists, in collusion, by the way, with a lot of Republicans selling out you and I. We'll talk about that more with Dr. Naomi Wolf in just a moment. This is the Steve Gruber Show. You can always find out more at stevegruber.com. Don't forget to read Liberty Page today. It'll make you grow big and strong. We'll be right back. You might be wondering, what's Enbridge doing to keep up with the energy demands of tomorrow? As a bridge to the energy future, we're helping drive the change toward lower carbon and renewable energy sources. That's why we're modernizing our infrastructure to be more efficient and reliable, and why we're investing in energy sources like wind and solar. We are Enbridge, a leading North American energy infrastructure company, and we believe when our energy meets yours, the future is full of promise. Enbridge, life takes energy. The Michigan Chamber. Over the past year, we've experienced incredible uncertainty. Businesses across the state have been shut down. Unemployment skyrocketed, and Michiganders have been left wondering, what's next? And throughout this turmoil, your Michigan Chamber has been fighting for you to protect lives and livelihoods. We know that we're all in this together. Michiganders are strong and resilient, and we know that working together, we can bring Michigan back. To learn more about the Michigan Chamber and how to become a member, visit michamber.com. When it comes to getting a new dog, I always tell people, start at the shelter because that's a great idea. But sometimes you're looking for something special in your new long-term best friend. And that's when I found the Barking Boutique. They suggest starting at the shelter, too. But if that doesn't work, they have a world of wet noses and loving nuzzles and puppy breath to choose from. The Barking Boutique began when its owner, David, was heartbroken by what he found looking for a new dog, puppy mills, and people he didn't trust. He decided he could do things better. And the Barking Boutique was born, now with several locations in West Michigan. The Barking Boutique is dedicated to working with reputable dealers, and they guarantee the health of your dog for the next five years. They also offer daycare and boarding for your best furry friends. So before you just start guessing about where to get the perfect puppy for you and your family, start with the Barking Boutique. I've been there myself, and trust me, you're going to love the Barking Boutique, and you can start your search right now, thebarkingboutique.com, thebarkingboutique.com. 